Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Time now for the College Football Inquirer with Dan Wetzel. Just how good was the match? <laughs> Pete Thimmel. I, I was snubbed. They didn't ask me to be the Grand Marshal, so it's, it's gotten personal. I, I've done a lot for the Boca Raton Bowl. With SI's Pat Forty. There's Brian Kelly's way of leaving, and there's Mario Cristobal's way of leaving. Here's Pat, Pete, and Dan. Right, welcome to the pod. It is the bowl extravaganza edition. Part one. Going through all the early bowls. Part one. Yeah, part one. Can't do them all in one pod. We just die of excitement. <laughs> so this is the weed eater edition, basically. All <laughs> your obscure, like, this is for the diehards. Like, yeah. <laughs> A few only... of these I didn't, wasn't sure were real. Like, you're <laughs> like, what? I read the lineup. Yeah, you're like, really? That's happening? We also are going to talk a little Oregon and a uh, special guest. We rarely have guests on, but when Jimmy Kimmel puts his name to a bowl, <laughs> we, <laughs> someone decides to uh, sponsor a bowl individually. We're going for it. We're going there you for go. it. I'm probably not paying out of his pocket, but anyway, so he's going to come on Jimmy Kimmel. I mean, we don't do guests much. But uh, that was that was an upgrade, I guess. Big Did Sully like hang there. out by his driveway somewhere, like on uh, <laughs> <laughs> somewhere in Beverly Hills, and like flag him down. Like, I think wearing, so. Like, Sully's. Th- I think Sully thinks they're friends now. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're gonna go hang out. We're actually gonna watch the game together. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Sit, sit in the Jimmy Kimmel suite for the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. That would be pretty yeah. awesome. I, I think. I think. Hey, Jimmy, we're getting some tacos and watching the Tax Slayer Bowl. You going to come over? Yeah, you in? <laughs> I don't think he's a big college football fan. Yeah. Didn't seem, you know, eh, it's more of an NFL fan. That's all right. He's got a bowl. Someone's got to sponsor these things. Yeah. Just need a few good people, companies, money. You know, the, the Tropical Smoothie Cafe isn't, in, isn't coming on the podcast. No, where are you? No. We would take acai uh, graft, though. I'll be, I'll be very clear about that. If you want to send us some acai gift certificates, uh, we'd be we'd be open to those. How do we not have a beer bowl? Like, there's not a Bush Light bowl or any Probably of that. Illegal. I don't right. think they allow it. That's yeah, great. Because nobody drinks beer. Yeah, right. Nobody drinks. Exactly. Especially we, college we kids. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> Gambling and alcohol. It's like you can't yeah. do an NIL with with beer, right? Right. Right. Because I. I don't know, the Bible or something. At certain know. places. I, I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, Kenny Pickett told me that because uh, I asked him after they beat Clemson what kind of beer he was going to have. And he said it didn't really matter because he couldn't get an NIL deal. From yeah. It. <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines of the season. <laughs> 
right, quick. Uh, we did want to say our thoughts are with the uh, all the people in particularly Western Kentucky, but all the people who are affected by the uh, the tornado or tornadoes. Absolutely horrifying, Pat. I know you obviously are a little closer to that area than than we are, uh, but the devastation in that area and all that went down is uh, Arkansas. Southern Illinois and uh, Western Kentucky in particular, I'm sure Missouri, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's people just lost their house and no one's paying attention because that was all that happened. Just uh, probably the worst, w- one of the worst things I've ever seen was the, was the, uh, the videos of that. So yeah, it was horrible, horrible. Mayfield, uh, particular Mayfield, Kentucky was just devastated. And, uh, yeah, beautiful area of my state down Western Kentucky. Um, you know, some great lakes and outdoor areas, and, uh, you know, horrible to see for those people. I mean, as you said, you're, you're lucky if you lost everything, but are still alive because there's a lot of people that are not alive. Um, you know, 70 people probably alone out of that candle factory in Mayfield. So terrible, terrible thing. Uh, so our thoughts are definitely with them. We will try to give everybody something to laugh at and talk about here on the pod, but we are thinking about those folks. Uh, it is a, that I, I, it is a gorgeous area out there. It's, it's, it's not like you're there. You got to want to get out to that area where Missouri and Tennessee, you know, they all kind of come together, but it is beautiful. All right. Oregon has made a hire. Danny Lanning, defensive coordinator. Pete had him tagged for where would you go oh, Oklahoma maybe and he so, was close at Oklahoma like he made close, an impression yeah. at Oklahoma he's a he's a you know dynamic young guy um you know Marcus Freeman and Dan Lanning are both that next generation of young defensive coaches who are gonna be around college football for a long time and spend any time with both those guys and they really just have a personality that uh that that, that pops so yeah congrats to Congrats to Dan Lane. Congrats to Oregon, because that's a bold hire. You know, I, I compared the Oklahoma, his Oklahoma candidacy to like Bob Stoops, where they went out of region, a little unconventional, and plucked a guy who wasn't a household name. Hard to argue with Landing's work this year, right? I mean, despite the SEC title game, they had a historically good defense. And you, you can't you can't judge a coordinator by uh by the Heisman winner and a Super Bowl winning play caller uh carving him up one game. They they did an unbelievable job. He's a dynamic recruiter. It's a really good hire. Yeah, I mean, obviously he's done phenomenal work at Georgia. He uh, you know, it's, it's sometimes with guys that are coordinators for a head coach who that has their same specialty it's like hard to know where Kirby Smart ends and Dan Lanning begins but everybody you talk to says that Lanning has really kind of put his own stamp on the defense and that's you know some of his thoughts and improvements are why they have taken the step up to being the best defense in the country uh Lanning interesting guy only 35 years old same age as Marcus Freeman when he was uh a grad assistant I believe at William Jewell College small school where he played near Kansas City He just decided that, I mean, he decided he wanted to get into coaching and he said, I'm going to get a job and drove overnight from where he was to Pittsburgh, where he had a tangential connection to Todd Graham's staff. It was actually Keith Patterson, who was his defensive coordinator, drove overnight, stopped at a, like a truck stop, put on a suit and went to the complex, uninvited, unannounced, shows up at like 7 a.m. Nobody's there. They're like out recruiting and stuff. So he just sits around and waits until somebody lets him in the building and sits around some more. And then Keith Patterson shows up and is like, oh, wow, you're here? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'd like a job. And they gave him a job. And that, that's what got him started in, in coaching. A uh, pretty, pretty wild way to get in. Just kind of like said, I'm going for it. And it worked. 12 years later, he's... <laughs> yeah. 
12 years later, he's the head coach at Oregon. Yeah, incredible. Very quick, and and let me say this. There's never, these things are never good. Coach kind of leaves unexpectedly. You don't want him to leave. Got to hire a new guy. I mean, we'll see how, how Danny Lanning does. But, like, Cristobal leaves, but he he breaks the news to the team first, has a meeting, players only, gets the get out, then does statewide radio, does interviews on his way out, goes on John Canzano's show, it's kind of the big radio show there, and and takes questions about why he's leaving and everything. Very, you know, very forthright. They have a quick hire, they get they get landing in. Not, you know, look, some recruits have drifted off. That's gonna happen, but they got it pretty quick. And then Rob Mullins, the AD, gets that done quickly. And then he's on, he's doing not just interviews with the media, which all new ADs are going to do, but he's on like Twitter spaces, taking fan questions. Very, uh, pretty good PR by Oregon to try to kind of switch, you know, on all sides. Uh, a lot of these coaches, you know, I, I love the place. It, it meant so much to me and you never hear them from them again. You know, they can't call up the campus, the, the town newspaper, the city paper, or or even the student paper or something, and like lost all their numbers. <laughs> yeah, kind of a yeah. There's Brian Kelly's way of leaving, and there's Mario Cristobal's way of leaving. Yeah, or you know, a lot of them. I mean, oh, really. yeah, no, like, I'm not. I'm not saying is Brian it that Kelly's much. The only one. Yeah, is it that much to say? Hey, you know what? I'll, I'll. But yeah, you talked about about Kelly. Like, stand there and take some questions from the guys. Maybe they're mad at you. Maybe they yell at you. Maybe they don't. Who knows? You're the adult. You know, be it. Uh, so we'll see. But um, very good job by Oregon. All right. We got to get to this bowl thing because we got a lot of bowls. A lot you're of bowls. A lot of bowls to get through. A lot of sponsors. A lot of stuff. <laughs> Let's start here. Uh, it's not every day we get a late night talk show host willing to come on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> he had no idea what he was doing. I don't know. <laughs> Big mistake. Uh, but I did talk to uh, Jimmy Kimmel of the Jimmy Kimmel Live, and more importantly for our purposes, the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl, presented by Stiefel. All right, very pleased to welcome Jimmy Kimmel to our humble podcast. Thanks for welcoming me to this humble podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we're humble. <laughs> now, we're going to be less humble now. You're classing the joint up. Jimmy has assumed the naming rights to the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl, presented by Stiefel. Game is December 18th at SoFi Stadium, 7.30 p.m. Eastern on ABC. We'll feature Utah State against Oregon State. Not a bad matchup at all. Good game. Before we get to the game, though, I want to ask you this. When back in 2003, ABC announced that it would be airing a show called Jimmy Kimmel Live, did your agent call you and say, hey, Jimmy, you'd be perfect for this? Uh, it didn't go exactly like that, but I get what you're getting at there. And, uh, yeah, it seems like really it was just me and my dad and we're the only candidates to fill that slot, I guess. <laughs> both of our names. I'm sure there are other Jimmy Kimmel's around, but probably not anymore. Most Jimmy Kimmel's are probably going by James or Jim now just to avoid the uh, confusion. But I'm excited about having this bowl game named after me. This is something that uh, is a very stupid idea. I've always been interested in the titles of these bowl games. I remember like the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl was, um, I don't know, I think that was one of the first sponsored bowl games. And there are certain things that feel weird in front of the title of a bowl game. And I felt like Tostitos was one of those things. But then we got to the point where it was perfectly normal to have a snack food as the sponsor of a football (laughs) game. And 
So I thought, well, actually, one of the guys at our, our shows thought it would be funny if I had a game named after me, and I agreed. And then it was interesting to see people angry about that because (laughs) there's no sanctity when it comes to sponsoring a college football ball game. I mean, it is as um, crass and commercial as it gets. So naturally I wanted to be in that arena. So uh, let me, I was going to do this a little later, but uh, why don't we play real or fake bowl? Okay, great. I'm going to quiz you. Okay. Are you ready? We'll see your your extensive knowledge now that you're in the industry as they call it. Yes. The Gotham bowl. Gotham real or fake? That is real. The Gotham Bowl. It was. Yeah. It was uh, played during the Great Depression. Oh, really? Raised oh. money for the unemployed. Batman played in that, right? I think he, he <laughs> ran for like <laughs> pretty good, eight thousand yards or something. Batman to Robin. It's a heck of a heck of a tandem. All right, the Bitcoin St. Petersburg Bowl. Um, real or fake? I'm going to say fake. It was real, and they unfortunately did not get paid in Bitcoin. Because that would have been worth a lot. It is uh, later became known as the Beefo Brady's Bowl. <laughs> so I don't know. If I think it made. The, I think it took a step in the right direction there. Well, well there you go. Uh, the Chicago Bowl. Chicago Bowl. I'll say real. That one's fake. Fake. Proposed. How? What a bland choice for a fake. You're not. Do- I mean, when you're coming up with these, did you put any thought into them, or did you? No. Just, no. Like, what's a city? Uh, Chicago. <laughs> I told you it was a humble podcast. What are you, what it's are you a little doing? too humble. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll try better. Okay. Bad boy mowers Gasparilla Bowl. <laughs> well, that's got to be real. That's too good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is. That was, Let me throw the, one at uh, you, bad, Dan. Dan, here you go. go. Ahead, go ahead. The Gynolotrimin Yeast Bowl. <laughs> real or fake? I Well, fake, <laughs> but I wish it was real. I wish it one was One day, real. maybe. Yeah, one day. Uh, all right. The TurboTax Bowl. Real. That one's fake. Yeah, really? It's a tax slayer. Tax slayer. We only, oh. us, uh, us ill-prepared tax filers of college football only prefer tax slayer, I guess. Uh, all right, that's enough of those games. Like, do, you, do you get a blazer? I mean, you got the, the bowl directors are famous for the blazer, the garish, ugly blazer. Do you have one? It's funny you ask that because just this morning, I'm going over to SoFi today to shoot something. And just this morning, I was thinking, I wonder if there's some kind of a jacket for me. And uh, as far as I know, there is not. But I would like one. You can't have a bowl game without a blazer. I want to be that guy no. who goes on the field with the big check and stands yeah. there awkwardly while the, the players are kind of sweating around him. And yeah, that's, the, that's the role I'll be filling for this. You need like a toupee. Well, like, I got yeah. check. Check. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the toupee bowl. Right. Yes. The toupee bowl. <laughs> so the other day you did unveil a mascot, which every good bowl game should have. Right. Uh, I saw a very funny bit. Uh, you had Smoggy, you had the Horn Dog; those all lost out. Uh, Kimmy Camel, which apparently pukes a lot. Jimmy, it's it? Jimmy Camel, and oh, Jimmy, yes, I'm sorry. The, it is a camel that kind of looks like me, as much like me as a camel can look, and it vomits uh, green, beautiful green vomit. We wanted something that would appeal to adults and children. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it vomits. Um, I was just thinking about the fact I haven't vomited in about six years and I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I don't anytime soon, but it, our camel vomits and it's really, it's just a wonderful thing, especially around the holidays because the vomit is a festive green. Yeah, well, that's, uh, it's good. You gotta, you gotta get the, uh, the colors involved there. Uh, all right. So you, you have this bowl game. If you, you're a big football fan, uh, regardless, obviously, if you could change one rule for this game, Oh, you could, you could, any rule of football. Ooh. 
Okay. What would you change? All right, here it is. Years ago, I was one of the co-captains of uh, bowl game, uh, Arizona State against uh, Rutgers in, in Phoenix. And James Gandolfini was the other captain. So I went to Arizona State. He went to Rutgers. And we, we got to flip the coin on the field. And it was fun. We sat there and watched the game. But what I would love to do, I would love to be in for – I'd like to play quarterback for like one down. I mean, wouldn't that be great if the celebrity captains – actually had to do something like you really had to go on the field. This is something we would talk about, about the first pitch. It'd be great if the first pitch really was the first pitch of the (laughs) baseball game, like where you, you know, you get the mayor of Cincinnati out there and he has to pitch to Ricky Henderson or something. Right, right, right. Uh, All right. Have you seen the size of the Utah State and Oregon State defensive linemen? Because this may be something you... I know they're big kids, but, um, uh, you know, I definitely would be in the shotgun position. Okay. You got dad strength, right? So you can, you know, you can handle that. That's right. As long as the players are five years old and under, I'm fine. Uh, Do you have a favorite Arizona State football memory? Um, Interesting. Not really, no. Or player? I was drinking a lot back then. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that, I'm stunned at that news. Um, I was more into UNLV sports. Pretty sober campus. To be honest pretty with you, sober. I was more into UNLV basketball and football. And um, Randall Cunningham was the big star okay. of my youth. There you go. All right. Yes. At age nine, I believe you moved, your family moved to Las Vegas and you were a big UNLV fan. Now they gave you an honorary degree. Yeah. In 2013. They bestowed it, Dan. They didn't give it. They bestowed it upon. Bestowed an honorary degree. Does a UNLV honorary degree, does that like get you like half off at a, at a buffet at the casino? Like where do you put this First of all, how dare you? Um, Secondly, they did not give me an honorary degree. They gave me, they bestowed me an honorary doctorate, which is quite, oh, quite a different thing. Every, every character you meet has a degree. Some have honorary degrees. I like, um, and I hesitate to compare myself to Bill Cosby, but like former Dr. Bill Cosby, who had his honorary degree taken away, I have a, <laughs> I have a doctorate. I am a doctor of something, what I'm not exactly sure, but I did have immediately had stationery printed up that say, says Dr. James Kimmel on it, which I use for correspondence and to impress people. Gotcha. I mean, I mean, they give it to you. They got it. Um, they bestow it on so you. I know, Again, I'm going to say, Dan, they bestow, give it bestow. to you. See, this is why I don't have them. They this bestow I don't have it upon you. Upon you. <laughs> upon you. So one of the professors, there was a professor who was tenured at UNLV named uh, Jerry Tarkanian. Oh, yes. You know that? He, had a, he was actually a tenured professor. Uh, and I know you're a huge fan of his. Mm-hmm. And I know Tark took a lot of pride in your success later. Uh, do you have a favorite Tark story yes. or a favorite run in Rebel? Go I have ahead. a great Tarkanian story. story. Who I love and who I'm sure is is in heaven now watching over us. But this was when UNLV was in the PCAA, okay? It was before the, the, the Mountain West and before the Big West. So they're in the PCAA and we go out to the tournament. It's being played at uh, the Forum in L.A. We drive out in a van. It's a bunch of guys, uh, young guys. I think I was probably, I was still a teenager for sure. So we drive out in this van and we go to the game. And after the game, we're stuck in kind of 
stop and go traffic. And we see Tark and his wife, Lois, and Tim Gergerich, who was um, on his staff. And we see them walking. And so we start, of course, screaming from the van. We're like, Tark, you know, just drunk and screaming from the van. And Tark sees us and he waves at us and he goes, hey, guys. And he waves us over. And so we pull the van over the side and he goes, will you take Lois back to the hotel? <laughs> I swear this happened. And Lois, who was still like working her rosary beads as she did each game, it gets in a car with six teenagers in UNLV apparel and we drive her to like the Hilton or something. And it was, it just go to sh- it went to show you how much love there was between the Tarkanian family and the city of Las Vegas because either that or how little love there was between Jerry and Lois because he loaded her into a van. <laughs> With a Potentially drunk driving teenager. Yes, with drunk sure. driving teenager. Yeah, six drunken high school kids. Here's my wife. Uh, now nah, that's Tark. His relationship with uh, with Vegas. He thought they were all they were all friends. Do you, you have a favorite player from the, those teams? Well, there are the obvious players: is um, Greg Anthony and uh, Freddie Banks and Armin Gilliam and of course Larry Johnson, Stacy Augman, Anderson Hunt, but. I think my favorite was Moses Scurry, who appeared to be um, 53 years old when he was in college. It was like uh, Grady from Sanford and Son was was playing college basketball, <laughs> and he was a fierce player. I really I enjoyed watching him play. He was probably my favorite. Yeah, he was he was tough. So last question: They got name, image, and likeness now. Obviously, players can make endorsement deals. If NIL was around back then. Mm-hmm. What kind of team would Tark have had with Vegas? Oh my and God. I mean, they, might have won the the, they might have won the NBA title, you know? <laughs> Remember about that team. They had three first round draft picks and then uh, the number one pick in the second round on one team. And there was, and uh, had he not gotten into some kind of trouble, Sean Kemp was supposed to play on that team. Oh, they had, he had it rolling, man. Everyone wanted to play for Tark. Those were the days. Those were the days. That's for sure. Those were the days. Congratulations on uh, your bowl game. We will all be watching. Welcome to Thank the world Thank you. Dan, who is football. playing in this game of mine again? I forget. Uh, Utah State and Oregon Oh, yes. State. Okay, It's actually great. a very good game. Right. Yes, a very good yeah, game. Yeah, I'm, I'm told it's going to be a good game. To be honest, I don't know a tremendous amount about these teams, but uh, I hear... Well, the game is not to the 18th, so you can brush okay, up. Okay, you're right. You're right. Okay, brush up. Utah State, they're fierce, and Oregon states on the rise so good stuff you'll you will have a good thanks dan appreciate it all right thank you take care so dan were you in the van that picked up tark's wife with jimmy kimmel outside (laughs) of the la forum it's some some bandit conference tournament It sounded tremendous. like your kind of crew like two cases of bush light in the back like driving through la i wish yeah. I wish. Let's make a road trip to the, what was it? The Pacific Coast Conference. Yeah. Tournament. Tark just pawning off his wife. Yeah. To, hey, guys, yeah. you might bring her, you might bring her back to the Ramada. Yeah, that, that is him. That is him. Yeah, that's he, totally him. That is him. And God bless Jerry Tarkanian. Miss him. Miss him dearly. He is one funny guy. Unique. Character upon character. So I was glad he had a good story about that. I could tell you were starstruck in the interview, Dan, because you you didn't even think to plug your Tark book. Like I knew <laughs> Dan was a little bit like awed by being with Jimmy Kimmel on the air because he didn't even think to plug his book. And Dan never misses an opportunity to plug. No, his books. no, rare moment of non grifterhood for me. Yeah, incredible. But I tell you, epic athletes make a tremendous. <laughs> 
holiday <laughs> gift for your young reader sports fan. Oh, no batteries, no screen time. <laughs> <laughs> Steph Curry's having an MVP seat. We got them all. Mahomes, Brady. All right, all right, let's get on with this. Yes, Speaking please. of <laughs> rampant capitalism, let's get to some bowl sponsors. There we go. Uh, first bowl, Bahamas Bowl. Doesn't have a corporate sponsor, just the Bahamas. How about that? They were the that. Popeye's Bahamas Bowl, and I guess Popeye's is out. Popeye's Bahama Bowl, and then later it was the Makers Wanted Bahamas oh. Bowl. That was it. Mm, which yeah, that was the we office thought park. Was about, right? Yes, it was the uh, it was the uh, it was the industrial park in Elk Grove Village, Illinois, yes. next to O'Hare Airport. Yes, because nothing makes you think Bahamas more than an <laughs> industrial park by O'Hare. <laughs> but the problem was, it's supposedly the largest industrial park in the United States. I mean, you got to have something. You sure. got to have like there's a tourist thing. Hey. <laughs> Kids, in the car. <laughs> We're not going to the second biggest industrial park. We're going to the biggest. We're Look at the size the of that Amazon warehouse, kids. <laughs> <laughs> We're the largest. But the problem was we all thought it was <laughs> in our purpose. We heard Makers Wanted, and we were like, yes, we want Makers Mark. <laughs> yes. So I don't think it worked. Who doesn't? Yes, exactly. Uh, Do they really, make Makers know, Mark in the Makers Wanted Industrial Park? Yeah, good marketing. They should. There was the old, back in 1937, there was the Bacardi Bowl in Havana, oh, right. Cuba. Yeah. Yep. But that is, uh, obviously, I guess, are we, we're, we're not, we're not getting along with Cuba now or not. I never know. I can't. You know, I, I, I just, I'm not, I don't think we're at the point of having a bowl game with them again. When do I get the cigars? <laughs> There's before the hospitality room at the, at the Bacardi Bowl in Havana in 1937. <laughs> oh Unbelievable. Yeah, baby. Unbelievable. <laughs> If I could, people say, if there's one game you wish you could cover in history, I now have my answer. Right? Right? No. Notre Dame versus Army in 1940. No, no, no. The 37 Bacardi Bowl. Yeah. Auburn versus Villanova in that game in 1937, baby. The Bacardi Bowl was played in 1907, 1910, 1912, 1921, 1937, and 1946. Like, they were so hungover, they had to take a decade off between games. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think Auburn fired their coordinator at halftime of that game, if I remember yeah, I'm, right. I'm sure they did. This is okay, this seven is why to this, seven finals. So. <laughs> this, this is why this bowl, this, this doesn't, this podcast does not work why we go so long we're sorry <laughs> right, but now we, we're down now we're, we're down talking about the bacardi. yeah okay first bacardi bowl lsu beat university of havana 56 to zip <laughs> they ain't played nobody paul <laughs> but then we coming castro we come <laughs> <laughs> hey two then, years later the cuban athletic club shut out tulane yes who is this cuban athletic club they, in 1921, Cuban Athletic Club beat Ole Miss 13-zip. Yeah. Ole Miss was probably on probation, though. <laughs> <laughs> Florida played. Uh, Florida did win a, the Havana Bowl once, uh, or whatever this thing's called, Bacardi Bowl. 28-zip over the Verdado Tennis Club. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't even playing the right sport. Yeah. <laughs> How did they only score 28? That was like yeah, a Dan Mullen the offense. Club. I, that's, a great, yeah, who's, that's a Will Muschamp offense there. Muschamp's offense? All right. I knew yeah. there was somewhere. Some bad. <laughs> Southern Miss 55. Or uh, Mississippi Southern. Uh, sounds redundant. Mississippi Southern beat University of Anna 55 zip in 1946, and they just gave up. 
Yeah, that was it. That was it. Cubans were done with us. Uh, all right. Anyway, back to this bowl. Uh, we've got uh, uh, Middle Tennessee versus Toledo. Game is on uh, December 17th, noon on ESPN. Bet MGM is all these odds, okay? Bet MGM. Toledo, given 10. Who wants to make a pick? Pat, go ahead. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't want to do this because I'm sure it's what Pete's going to do. It's his guy, Jason Candle. But uh, I, I'm, I'm going with the, the Rockets here. Finish the season well after really being having a disappointing season. Finished well. Routed Bowling Green, Ohio, and Akron. Middle Tennessee, not great. This year there was six and six and six and six in Conference USA ain't really getting much done. Lost to Old Dominion, got routed by Western Kentucky, routed by Liberty. Uh, I will take the Rockets and lay the lay the ten points. So this is our uh, this should be our annual disclaimer that like betting on bowl games is just no. ludicrous. Like yeah. picking bowl games. This is how ridiculous it is picking bowl games. Dan got 70% right. And faithful <laughs> listeners are positive. It was higher than that. <laughs> higher. <laughs> I had an epic epic heater one year. Yes. Yes. Which which you could either credit to Dan's vast college football knowledge or the arbitrary nature of bowl outcomes. <laughs> our, our faithful listeners can determine that however they wish. Middle Tennessee versus Toledo. I just think Middle Tennessee has been a bucket of average when the, the competition has been decent. Um, they're not very dynamic on offense. They're really not that good on defense. That's why they're, you know, 500, uh, a 500 team. It is a lot of points. 10 in a bowl game is a lot of points. Um, I, I have sort of the similar hesitation to Pat looking at this game, but Pat kind of got like that, like, I guess. Like, uh, yeah. Hard to be convicted when you have this much uh, mediocrity matching up. But that said, Toledo finished with three wins in a row. I, I have a hard time believing Middle Tennessee will be able to score with them. They're just not built that way. So I would take the Rockets. But really, you should see who's like the least hungover because it's an 11 a.m. game <laughs> in the Bahamas. So that should be that should yes. be it. My final thought here is like, wouldn't you tank for this game if you're in the MAC? Like, wouldn't you try to oh, manipulate your schedule? Yeah. Like. You want to go to the quick the, lane bowl or you want to go to the Bahamas? Yeah. Come on. Yes. Bahamas. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. There's two. They got two games in Alabama. There's one in Arizona, which is nice. But boy, like that, like you're like, wait a minute. We avoided the Camellia Bowl and we get to the Bahamas. Let's go. Uh, I will take the Rockets as well. Big advantage on the ground and on the defense over MTSU. They're going to they're going to run the ball down their throat. Give me. Give you me could pretty much say whatever. And I would have bought that. Uh, you could have said it. <laughs> big advantage in the air. <laughs> and on, yeah, I would imagine the punting uh, game. I do know Toledo Beautiful. has da Daquan Finn as their quarterback, and he's very good. Detroit King High School, and uh, so they're going to win. Last I'll take two Toledo. Years, by the way, Dan, you've you've had in 2019 and 20, you were you were killing it on the bowl record. So yeah, I'm very good at it. Well, there was okay. one year everyone picked like somebody. I was like Miami's going to Shreveport. That's the famous. It always rains oh, in Shreveport. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Miami's no, going to try. Yeah. No, no, they're not going to try. Well, that was who visible tries from and space. who opts out, yes. who officially yes. opts out and who yes. mentally opts out. Right. That's it. And so you give some little uh, mid-level team a shot to beat the Hurricanes. They're going to be playing like crazy. All right. Next one. The tail greeter. <laughs> Boy, this depends <laughs> how you define that. That's the tail greeter cure bowl. Uh, anyone know what the tail greeter is? Uh, <laughs> Uh, the Cure Bowl is dedicated be... to like cancer research and stuff, so I'm I'm on board with that. 
that's great, but what's tailgating? Yeah, that's like, uh, I don't know. Is it like a tailgating hospitality service or what? It is. Hey, there you go. Join the party. So that's not a bad idea for a bowl sponsor. And they are also uh, available on at multiple bowl sites. You can get them at the Frisco Bowl, a Gator, a, a, a Knight. You can get them at the Gasparilla Bowl. Yeah. Are we are we are we getting paid for this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Wait I'm a just minute. saying it's pretty cool. Listen, Tail Greeter, we can help Let's... you more than the damn Cure Bowl can. <laughs> All right, Northern Illinois versus Coastal Carolina, juicy little matchup here. Juicy little matchup. 6 p.m. on ESPN2 on December 17th. Coastal giving 10. That's a lot of points. Uh, If there's one thing that Northern Illinois has shown this year is they can and will play close games and can and will win close games. In the regular season, they won games by 1, 7, 2, 8, 1, 1, and 6. And I think the 6 was in overtime. So you've got to at least give Thomas Hammock's crew a... uh, you know, a, a nod to being able to, to to line up with the competition. Coastal isn't the coastal we remember last year when they were kind of running uh, running teams. I will say this: if you are going to bet these games, the MAC was just a weird, like quagmire of mediocrity this year. So take your cues early, like because the MAC could just be really bad and get run out of some of these. So like, w- watch that if you're. Going to bet these, watch the betting trends of how different Mac teams do. It could it could inform you. As I was going through this, I was just asking myself, how good is the Mac this year? I don't really know the answer to that. So that <laughs> I'm gonna take Northern Illinois. I'm gonna take the 10 and a half. Um, just have a have a healthy skepticism of the Mac. One of the universe's <laughs> forever unanswered questions, <laughs> usually because nobody cares to ask it. <laughs> just how good was the Mac? <laughs> I'm taking coastal and laying the points. Uh, I, Northern Illinois has had a wonderful season, but, and as Pete said, they have found the way to win close games, but they've also been blown out of a few games. And I think they might get blown out of this one. Simple, easy stat for you. Coastal Carolina is second in the nation in yards per play at 7.63. The only team better is Ohio state, Northern Illinois defense, 118th in yards per play allowed 6.69. I think it's a mismatch at the line of scrimmage. And if coastal doesn't turn it over and shows up ready to play, Grayson McCall is going to pick them apart, passing and running. And it should be an easy Chanticleers victory. I'm with you. Let's go, Chance. The public money also with us. Uh, 60% of the bets, 70% of the money on the Chance. Let's ride. Coastal making its uh, second appearance in the uh, consecutive appearance. Last year, though, it was the Auto Nation. Oh, no, FBC Mortgage Curable. Mm. Uh, I guess the FBC Mortgage people don't care about curing diseases. They don't. So they gave up their sponsor. Terrible heart. It was a great people. game last year. Yeah, it was, it was over a time. They lost to Liberty. Liberty yep. And uh, they're going to be back. Little chap, they want to own Orlando for a night. Who runs this town? I'll take Coastal. All right, next one. Roofclaim.com. <laughs> Boca Raton Bowl. When you need a roofer, right? <laughs> oh. Pete's Bowl. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Pete, do you need a roofer? I don't need a roofer. I will not be in attendance at the Boca Raton Bowl this year. Oh, that's right. Uh, you go to the Boca You're Raton You're not going? Bowl. How they, I'm surprised the bowl's going to make it. They may be folded by next year without you there. <laughs> what the heck, Pete? I, I was snubbed. They didn't ask me to be the grand marshal. So <laughs> it's it's gotten personal. I, I've done a lot for the Boca Raton Bowl. <laughs> it's gotten personal with the Boca Raton You would have been up bowl. on like, I, yeah, you could have like hammered in the ceremonial first, like, group, you know, shingle tack. <laughs> <on top of> <laughs> uh, uh, all 
All right, Western uh, Kentucky versus Appalachian State. This is at uh, this is at uh, December eighteenth, eleven a.m. on ESPN. Yeesh. Bagels with the Boca Raton Bowl. <laughs> App State given three. Forty percent of the bets and ninety percent of the money though is on uh, WKU. Uh, whoever wants to go first, just jump in. I'll go first. Interesting contrast in styles. WKU has lost two offensive coaches, uh, Zach Kitley and Brian Ellis, to other jobs. Kitley, who who sort of has been one of the uh, supernovas of this uh, coaching carousel, he, he came from Houston Baptist, right from that CVS with a long receipt, and uh, brought Bailey Zapp with him, and they put up un- insane numbers. Um, last reports out of Bowling Green were that he will go call this bowl game for Western Kentucky. That's something to keep an eye on if you are going to invest in this game. That said, I just think I'm going to take App. App has been really solid all year long. They've only lost to Miami, and then they lost twice to Louisiana. And you could say Miami's their only bad loss of the year. Um, they've, they're, they're good up front. They're back to being sort of solid, ornery app state. They've got great receivers. They're, they're veteran. They're a veteran team. Chase Bryce has been a breakout guy this year for them. So I think they can, they can dominate the line of scrimmage, beat up Western. You, you always have to be leery of the coach leaving the interim coach. The, you know, transition can create uncertainty. And I think a lot of the money's on Western because they put up some points and they've been a fun team, but I'm going to, I'm going to go with the solid as the day is long. Sean Clark's app. Yeah, I'm going with you. Uh, Sunbelt better than conference USA. And while yes, the pass catching passing and catching uh, dynamism of the Western Kentucky offense is very impressive. Uh, App State's pass D is good. 12 touchdown passes allowed 15 interceptions. So uh, they have done a good job taking the ball away from the other team with the secondary. Uh, and I just think, yeah, they're going to be a little more solid across the board. So give me the apps. Uh, I'm going to go with Western Kentucky. Fade you guys. Let's go Hilltoppers. Zaps a stud. Public money is on Western Kentucky. Give me, give me Western. I will take uh, Appalachian State here in the Boca Raton Bowl. Uh, a couple details about the Boca Raton Bowl, I guess. Uh, <laughs> it used to be sponsored by Cherubundi. Yes. Yeah. Peak, uh, oh, I was there during the peak Cherubundi years. <laughs> tart, stuff. A tart cherry juice. Did you okay. get any of that in the press box, Pete? I did not. I did uh-huh. not. I, well, that was a failure. I can't take. I can't take handouts. I, I need to cover the Boca Raton Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pure honesty. I'm not going to take their Shirley Temples. Damn it. <laughs> also, Marmot, which was uh, a outdoor recreation sporting goods company. Uh, interesting thing here. I'm still a little not sure how this is. Um, Kenneth Lagone who is a, a prominent, uh, one of the best known for organizing and finance, uh, setting up the organ, organizing the financing for the original Home Depot. It's a billionaire businessman. Apparently is a huge fan of the Boca Raton Bowl. In 2016, he was named the lifetime commissioner of the Boca Raton Bowl. He walks <laughs> around the stadium selling locks, eggs, and onions during the game. What? what? <laughs> so, Pete, you got nothing on this. Uh, yeah, Pete, it turns out you're not Mr. Boca Raton Bull. My oh, God. This is all crushing. This is all I'm gonna go in the fetal position. Yeah, locks, eggs, and onions. He walks around yeah. selling. Okay. Traditional. Yeah. Well, it's eleven AM kickoff, so you know, it's probably a good idea. It used to be know. closer to Christmas. That's why I would go, because my grandmother yeah. uh lived down lived down there. And so it made sense. If it was on like the twenty second, you can go down there and uh 
Go down there, hang out, and feel that festive Boca charm. I can't believe Yahoo isn't going to pay to send you a week before Christmas to go to Boca, the Boca Raton Bowl. This is all according to Wikipedia. So okay. we're <laughs> That's our favorite fake news source. <laughs> all right. The P-U-G-B. I'm going to think it's a mobile, not mobile, because there is the mobile. Uh, mobile. I'm sorry. There is the mobile <laughs> bowl in there. Yeah. I'm getting it all wrong. Got to get your pronunciation. All right, the PUGB Mobile New Mexico Bowl. Uh, the exciting thing about this is the New Mexico Bowl this year will be played in New Mexico. Last year we moved <laughs> to Texas. Right. Kind of took down the charm. There's no, <laughs> no enchiladas or yeah, big uh, hot air balloons over Import Frisco, the green Texas. chilies. Yeah. Right. No. Uh, the New Mexico Bowl is returned to New Mexico. So celebrate that with your PUGB Mobile. I don't know anything about that company. But uh, here we are. UTEP's in it. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Let's go, baby. That's it. Miners taking on Fresno State. Game's at 2.15 on December 18th. Fresno's giving 11 and a half. Money and bets are even, though. Uh-huh. Fight on, El Paso. Pat? 11 and a half? 11 and a half. Boy, oh, boy. Now, all right. Here you go, Pete. I'm going to argue with myself here because. <laughs> all right. My favorite. <laughs> yeah. Fresno the is when the argument ends. <laughs> Fresno is much better than UTEP. The Mountain West is much better than CUSA. But I'm going to say, you know, the upheaval at Fresno, coaching change. Uh, you know, is anybody really excited to go play this game? Fresno gets to go to Albuquerque all the time to play New Mexico. Not that exciting a, a location. UTEP never goes to bowl games. Their fans can get there from uh, El Paso. I'm going to take the Miners to cover. Yeah. Not saying they're going to win, but 11 and a half, baby. It's their Super Bowl. It's their Super Bowl. It's the care factor. It is. Let's go. This is where we should reveal on the podcast that Dan attributed his downward spiral in the race for the case <laughs> to us bullying him into taking UTEP against UTSA. He was kind of in the mix, and then that's that true. just like that just sent got, him on a spiral he never recovered from. So it was you know, our fault. I, Dan's I care. This I care. <laughs> I care. You do. I also picked Wake to win one because I felt bad for Dave Clausen. Everyone was picking on him. <laughs> See, sometimes you love too much, Dan. I love. It's just it. Yeah. I lead with my heart, man. I lead with my heart. (laughs) Your small, flinty heart. Yes. I I agree with tortured Pat here, the angel devil on his shoulder, that give a hoot factor is a very important factor in picking bowl games. But being able to determine who's going to care and who's not, I've learned over the years, is virtually impossible. It is. Like, that's just the one thing you can never know. Like, if some arbitrary team's just going to no-show. It's very difficult to do. Sometimes people play hard for the interim Unless coach. Unless you send Miami to Shreveport. <laughs> well, yes, yeah. then it's sometimes very Sometimes it's very <laughs> obvious, but sometimes is, you don't know. Yes, yes. And so I'm just going to take the much better team here. I would have thought Fresno would be a 20-point favorite in this game. And so you give me the better talent. They got an interim coach in Lee Marks. They have Hayner back at quarterback. Like, I just think, you just go and let them rip. When And if you look at UTEP, when they've actually played teams with a pulse this year, they've gotten completely trounced and just given up a uh, given up a ton of points, like a ton, ton, ton of points. There was a sign so, hung up on Fresno's uh, goalpost, though, that said Hayner is a traitor but when he hindered the portal. So he came <laughs> back, but it might be a little chapped. <laughs> um, 
Nah, I just think they're happy to have a really good quarterback back, and then they got a good, a good, good quarterback coach to uh, coach him. But and Dan, I would never, uh, you know, question the sanctity of the Miners' seven and five season. Um, obviously, that would that would just be that would that would be even mean for my for Fight my dark words. for my dark heart. Uh, that said, they gave up forty two to UAB. They gave up forty four to UTSA. They gave up 54 to Boise. Now, Boise is obviously, uh, obviously pretty good. And they lost to North Texas, who, was, who finished strong, but really wasn't, really wasn't all that good. So I just think that Fresno can hang 50 on them. I don't, I, I don't, I don't if, if, uh, if Sully was coaching them, they could hang 50 on them. They Jimmy can Simmel's hang 50, but by golly, UTEP can score 40. Come on, Pat. We should have the the side thing. Pat Pat's record in games when he argues with himself. <laughs> did Sully pick already? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, I'm sorry. I was I was I jumped on the back of Pat's. Pu uh, Pubg uh, is actually players unknowns. Player unknowns battlegrounds is a very popular video game. Mm. Like huh. okay. Battle royale video game. I didn't know that because it just pu. I thought you. Yeah. Maybe I need to explain that better. Anyway. <laughs> I thought it was like a knockoff cell phone company, PUBG <laughs> Mobile, right? Yeah, I was like, oh, one right. of those. Yeah, our style, totally. It's just as good as uh, AT&T, huh? <laughs> right. Okay. Good luck. UTEP, baby. Let's go. I'm sticking with them now. Who cares? We'll go with UTEP. I'll, like, gonna, I'll take uh, that, lone wolf. <laughs> that's a lot of points. A lot of points. All right. The Speaking of, what's that? No, Independence Bowl. Is that Shreveport or is that? Yeah, uh, that's Shreveport. It that's Shreveport. Sleeting. Always rains in yep. Shreveport. Always yep. sleets. Sleet. Always sleets. Sleeting right now, I guarantee you. I know. Sleeting. Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. Can anyone tell me what Radiance Technologies is? Go ahead. A technology company? Uh, they're developing a program to make it stop sleeting in Shreveport. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. Radiance Technologies, concepts to capabilities. Well, you're telling me nothing here. Yeah, come on. Cyber cliches capabilities. In... This is some this is some like Bond villains like shell company. Yes. Radiance <laughs> yeah. applies our cyber capabilities in novel and unique ways to support the intelligence community, armed services, research laboratories, and test range. They make yeah, bombs. Some, That's very simple. Scary. They make bombs. <laughs> some scary stuff right here. This is I'm scared of these people. I'm not going to make fun of this bowl game. <laughs> Think they're watching you, Dan? I don't know. They could be. They could be. Let's just say that. I'm staying. I'm staying on the right side of this. Okay, the actual game, UAB versus BYU. Alphabet soup. 12-18, uh, 330 on ABC. UAB is given six and a half. Cougars, man. Had a great season. Uh, if they all show up and they care, which, you know, I mean, you are asking them to leave lovely Provo to go to Shreveport, but they're not leaving Miami to go to Shreveport. So I think they show up and they do care. Tyler Algier keeps running. Jaron Hall keeps throwing. They keep scoring and they are going to win and cover. I hate to agree with Pat. I, I think nobody got shafted worse in the bowls than, uh, than, than, than BYU. Uh, BYU finished 13th in the country and they get, they get chucked to Shreveport for a, for a pre-New Year's kind of sleet fest. So they're either going to be and show up ornery or they're going to kind of just be unmotivated. I would think with the way they've played and how they've played this season and really a remarkable season for BYU this year, they probably got more attention last year with Zach Wilson, but they played a powder puff schedule last season because 
They didn't play any Power Five teams because of uh, their independent and scheduling things and such. Uh, and they couldn't play any Pac-12 teams. I mean, they they went toe to toe with some really good teams this year. They have a great win over Utah. Um, I like UAB. I think this is a pretty good matchup. But UAB has really struggled. They gave 56 to Georgia, 36 to Liberty, 34 to UTSA. When UAB, UAB is a point of attack program. And when UAB does not have an advantage at the point of attack, it has buckled this season. So I think this is a bad matchup for UAB. And, and I think BYU can cover. Oh, man. I, the Sharps have bet this under a touchdown. I wish it was, I wish I still had that seven and a half hook, but I'm still going to go to the Blazers. Let's go, UAB. Oh. All right, Sully. Okay. Mm-hmm. This bowl has been the rate now. It's the Radiance Technology Independence Bowl. It was Walk-On's Independence Bowl. <laughs> yeah, sports right? bar. Right, as the sports bar is paid in potato skins and uh, chicken wings. <laughs> camping World Independence Bowl. Not now. That's not even played at Camping World Stadium, right? Duck Commander Independence Bowl. Forgot about that one. Yeah. The Advocare V100 Bowl. Where do you find these, Dan? Is there some site? Oh, I that- got. I have oh, okay. like extensive research. <laughs> extensive. You, you can plug your bowl book all, now all too. In his head. He remembers all this. It's the last chapter of Epic Athletes. <laughs> Petro Sun Independence Bowl. And then the immortal. Let's pour one out. Oh. The Poulon Weed Eater Independence yeah. Bowl. Really was the, the all time great. Yep. 1990. It's one of the first uh, bowls to just stop yeah. pretending it, it had any class right. when, it, when the when it snowed and it was like the AM mississippi state <laughs> that's oh, that was, that was the greatest game. weed eater bowl of all time yeah yes yeah. that that new year's eve wasn't it i think it was i think it was yeah let's not pretend that the independence bowl doesn't have some ethics some standards in 2005 the deja vu chain of gentlemen's clubs <laughs> wanted to become the title sponsor it was uh rejected <laughs> oh man oh. wow Listen, you can't be talking. I mean, this is Memphis. Oh, that's just Shreveport. Shreveport, sorry. This is Shreveport, even better. (laughs) Standards in Shreveport. Apparently so. And a besmirched Shreveport. (laughs) The amazing, Uh, like, they have been through so many sponsors. Do you think that, like, the the guys in charge, (laughs) just like, every year they're like, all right, we're out of this one. We got to go find another one. Everybody head to a different corner of Louisiana and see who uh, you can talk October, into getting into sponsoring it. Find a sponsor. The yeah. breath, the breath of sponsors there. Like you have yeah. to really cast a wide net. That's the yeah. thing. Yeah, it's be one thing if it was like the Tax Slayer Bowl got taken over by like TurboTax, right? You just be like, oh, okay. Yeah. But no, you got. I mean, there's no rhyme or reason any of these. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, well, I'm taking BYU. All right, next one. Uh, this is this one's played in in. Uh, in Mobile. Okay, so we've got the, it was not the mobile. Mm-hmm. The mo, this is a, the Lending mobile. Tree Bowl. Oh, there we go. The Lending Tree Bowl. Uh, Eastern Michigan versus Liberty. Uh, 12 18 at 545. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Last train to Mobile, 545 <laughs> departure. Kind of weird time. Kind of weird. Remember when TBS used to start everything five minutes late? 705. I never understood that. <laughs> Uh, 545 on ESPN. So don't, don't, don't go at 530 thinking you're going to watch. Liberty's given eight. Liberty's lost three in a row to, uh, to end this season. Eastern is 
you know, in that Mac tar pit where we really have, there's been nothing distinguished <laughs> that's happened. I have, I have zero conviction on this game. Um, if I was, if this was like a point spool or Pat's Kearns bowl bonanza, I would, I would put the least amount of confidence in this pick, but I'm going to take Eastern mostly because they crushed Pat's heart a couple of years back by not being able to stop Georgia Southern in that bowl game. One of my favorite moments in bowl history. So I am. Uh, I'm going to take that. Leek Willis is going to play in this game. I did look that up. Uh, there, there's been no reports that he's not. Let's put it that right. way. Right. So um, he could he could tee off, but uh, Liberty's struggling right now. The fact that Malik Willis is going to play uh, tells me all I need to know. They are going to be. Uh, they they will have the best player on the field, and that's more than Eastern Michigan from the tar pit with. Chris Creighton, the coach who wouldn't spy the running quarterback on <laughs> third and 17 and fourth and eight. The Camellia Bowl back in whenever. No way <laughs> I can. No works, way. Wasn't it? Uh, yeah, sure works. No way I could pick Eastern Michigan. I can't do it. <laughs> so Malik Willis, Hugh Freeze, and the spiraling flames will come out of their tailspin to win this game. What's, I don't even know what the number is. What? How many points am I hey. given? Eight. All right, fine. They're going to win by nine. Yep, I agree. Liberty, best player on the field. All right, I am going to take Liberty on this. The Lending Tree Bowl, just going through the history. Uh, we were previously the Mobile Alabama Bowl. I guess it didn't have a name that year. Uh, the Dollar General Bowl. Yeah. Remember paid that? in off-brand paper towels. Now it's the <laughs> Dollar 25. Dollar yeah, General. can't afford. Look what happened. They sponsored the thing. Now it's a buck 25 at Dollar General. <laughs> The GoDaddy Bowl, I remember that, because yep. they'd make Danica Patrick have to go to the game. Right. She would be like, why am I here? What is the, <laughs> uh, the GoDaddy.com Bowl? The <laughs> Drop the .com. I don't, who knows? It's like the Facebook. GMAC Bowl and the Mobile Alabama Bowl again. So there you go. All right, next one. But I, I like Liberty's team. I'm not so sure. I, I, Pete's got me rattled with this. How good's the Mac? <laughs> It's really an existential life question more than uh, more than anything right, the, to this. To the this Jimmy point. Kimmel L.A. Bowl presented by Stiefel. There uh, we go. Our guy. What Stiefel our is guy. Our guy. Our best friend. He seemed to know nothing about either team. Utah State versus Oregon <laughs> State, 730. Which would make him like us. Yeah. yeah Oregon <laughs> State, given seven and a half. Sala, you go first. Oh, man. I hate this game. But I'll, I'll take I'll take Oregon State. Give me the Pac-12. I'll take the care factors there. They're they're gonna wanna they're gonna wanna win win one for the Gipper here. So give me their the public money plus is on on the beeves. So give me the beeves. What's been, the number on this? Seven and a half. All right, I'm gonna take the hook and take Utah State. Finish the season great. I mean, what a great year under Blake Anderson. Uh, they routed San Diego State in the Mountain West Championship game. So I think you know they come in feeling good, playing very well. Uh, and the one thing. Like they they were susceptible to the running game, which is bad against Oregon State, but they were good against the run against San Diego State, which is a heavy run team. So I think they figured some stuff out. They're going to be able to slow them down well enough to at least cover. Didn't say they're going to win. Beavers have not been to a bowl game since Mike Riley was the coach in 2013. Big Hawaii Bowl win. There is, uh, you know, you've got a lot of veteran guys there who've come in under Jonathan Smith and grown up for this moment. So they will be highly motivated. And uh, I feel like Chance Nolan can gash that defense in spots here. He's been awesome electric player all year. Uh, if you don't remember, he just lit up the Coliseum um, in one of the bigger lowlights in the USC season, full of lowlights. So 
I will uh, I will take the Beavers and uh, allow them to cover. I would have liked it if it was six and a half, but that's okay. I'm going to have conviction. I think Oregon State will be motivated. I like this Utah State team. I was thinking of not betting against any Utah teams. They all did so well. <laughs> but I think Oregon State's going to be jacked up. Game is at SoFi Stadium. Everyone's going to be excited to play there. Oregon State is the better team and will have that motivation uh, necessary to win this game. It's a it's a big a big deal for Oregon State. So I'm going to take that. Stiefel is a uh, multinational independent investment bank and financial services company. Okay, so, and so Sully will be that. in the Stiefel suite with Jimmy. You're gonna, yeah, see. are you going, Sully? Are you going to go? No, your new I'm best go friend. Watch you, U.S. Men's National Team play a friendly against Bosnia. Okay. Oh. Okay. Where's that? That's at uh, that's at the Stubby. Okay. Where San Diego State plays. Right. Right. Uh, all right. We've got the RNL. I think it's yeah. R plus L or R. RNL Carriers. New yep. Orleans Bowl. Game uh is in New Orleans. Uh Louisiana Raging Cajuns bring their 12 and 1 record in to take on the Marshall Thundering Herd. I will take Louisiana and you would think this great run under Billy Napier ends. He's obviously uh not going to coach in this game. But you would just think there's some, I think they've won 12 in a row since losing to Texas, <laughs> since Texas upset them <laughs> as we yeah, now look yeah, back right. in the, uh, in the, in the, uh, in the, in the opener there. And I just think in, in the DNA in that program, there's a lot of, there's a lot of winning. Marshall gave up 53 to Western Kentucky in, uh, in, in their season, uh, in their season ender. And they've been susceptible to, uh, to, to some defensive lapses. So I would, uh, yeah, I would just, I would just roll with Louisiana. I would have thought the number was, if Napier was coaching, I would think that number is 13 and a half. And so, you know, I would just go with, uh, go with the talent and the talents at Louisiana. Yep. Going overall team culture. They, they don't have the head coach, but they promoted from within. And there's a lot of really good veteran players who have been together for a long time and will want to go out on a high note there for the Cajuns. And I think they will. It's again, Sunbelt better than Conference USA situation as well. So I am rolling with the Cajuns win and cover. Give me those points. I'm going to go with Marshall. Uh, Wells, uh, Grant Wells was hurt in that Western Kentucky game, and they never really quite bounced back from that. I hope he's playing in this game. I'm assuming he's playing in this game. Oh, boy. Make sure you check on that if you follow me on the on the Thundering Herd here. So uh, I'm, I'm just going to I'm just going to pray and go go Marshall. Great job by uh, Charles Huff in his first season at Marshall, former uh, Alabama running back coach, assistant coach took over there. Uh, but Louisiana is really, really good. Twelve and one. And like you said, that the upset to Texas was uh, the only thing that got him. Uh, also, this game uh, during Hurricane Katrina, when the when the Superdome was not available. They actually played this thing on Louisiana's campus. That's right. So there's like some historical ties there. <laughs> Got to happen. But they'll have the crowd. They'll have uh, they'll, the, the local kids will be playing. Everyone, a lot of Louisiana players at uh, at Louisiana, as you'd imagine. They're, they'll be excited to play in the Superdome. So I am taking Louisiana win and cover. Uh, all right. Next one is the Myrtle Beach Bowl presented by Tax Act. Old Dominion versus Tulsa. 12.20, 2.30 p.m., ESPN. Tulsa's given nine and a half. I have no idea. Uh, but <laughs> Thank you. Thank I you really, for your contribution. I really, I really don't. But I'll, I'll take ODU. Shoot. They've, they've come in on a little bit of a hot streak here. Beat the absolute piss out of Charlotte, 56 to 34. 
beat MTSU, beat FAU, beat FIU. They're they're on a roll. So give me give me ODU. Both teams are six and six. So it's, it's yeah. Well, you know. they've, they've they've ODU's won like six straight basically to, to make five straight. Yeah. Yeah. Started one and six. Yeah. Yeah. So give me give me give me ODU. I'll take those points and I'll take ODU, which is obviously. You know, gone on a nice little, uh, gone on a nice little streak to end the season. Tulsa has gone on a streak uh, three in a row to save Philip Montgomery's job at the end of the year. Tulsa could certainly win this game, but nine and a half is a ton of points, and it wouldn't surprise me if Old Dominion showed up motivated. They didn't play last season, so some of their early struggles were attributed to just having not played in in twenty twenty. So Ricky Ronnie took the job over, and then didn't coach for all of twenty twenty. So. They, they clearly have found their form some here, and uh, they're going to be beyond motivated. And props to those kids at ODU who kind of stuck it out uh, through that 2020 season. Could have left, could have transferred. Kind of cool moment that they get to uh, ride out with five straight wins in a bowl here. Yeah, I mean, your analysis is all valid, but American Athletic Conference versus Conference USA, Tulsa playing much better competition. If you look at who Old Dominion has beaten here, Louisiana Tech, terrible season, fired their coach. Florida International, terrible season, fired their coach. Florida Atlantic, meh. Middle Tennessee, meh. Charlotte, meh. So their five-game winning streak is is certainly beats a five-game losing streak, which they had earlier. Uh, but Tulsa is a three-game winning streak that includes beating SMU. The last game they lost was that one against Cincinnati when they actually probably should have won or at least had a chance to win at the end. Uh, had a, like eight plays inside the five and couldn't get in. So I'm going to say just Tulsa's a better program, provided they don't have too much fun and frivolity on the beach in Myrtle. I think they're the winner and the coverer. Uh, Tulsa season is literally crazy. Yes. They lose to UC Davis, okay, to open the season. And then like a week later, they they lose by only five at Oklahoma State. Then they have they make the they go to Ohio State. They lose, but it was a game in the middle of the fourth quarter. Yeah, they only beat Arkansas State by a touchdown. They get blown out by Houston. They beat Memphis by six. They beat South Florida by one. They lose to Navy by three. They go to Cincinnati, and again game at the end twenty eight twenty. Right? Wasn't there a goal line stand? Yeah, I just said they had yeah. eight plays inside the five. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah, the goal line stand. The quarterback, the quarterback finish, slid to go in the end zone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Slid. I mean, like, so they play great sometimes. Then they only beat Tulane by seven. They win at SMU by three. I, who knows? Who's showing up? The good Tulsa. <laughs> Give me good Tulsa. I'm taking them. That is a crazy season. No explanations for any of it. Uh, all right. Next one. Famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Played in Boise, Idaho, in case you weren't sure. Kent State versus Wyoming. December 21st, 3.30. Wyoming is giving three and a half. Pat, you go first. Uh, uh, I mean, <laughs> Pete, you go first. No, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Uh, but it's just like, these teams suck. Yes, these teams <laughs> suck. That is, that Kent is correct. Kent State is seven and six. Wyoming is six and six. Yeah. Yeah. Fade the Mac. Go with the Mountain West. Playing out there basically in their own backyard in Boise. Uh, you know, if they, we have like wild, cold mountain weather. They're fine with that. Uh, so give me them, and we'll see if uh, Craig Bowles eating French fries out of the bucket after they get dumped the potato of the French fries on him. Much better than mayonnaise. Too Mac or not too Mac? That is the question of the pod today. And at this point, we're gonna you're going to have the empirical evidence. If you are have the 
supreme fortune of gambling on all these games. But by this, by the time the potato bowl rolls around, you're going to have a clear portrait of where the Mac uh, stands up here. I have in the back of my mind that Kent State Utah State bowl game from a couple years ago. Didn't Kent State just rock them uh, with Jordan Love? I don't remember. I'll take the word <laughs> for it. Yeah, you got you got a good memory. <laughs> what? Well, I, really? I, have, I have no memory of a Kent State Utah State bowl game. <laughs> Thank you. you Why would you want one? Yeah. If you have that memory, okay? <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't you want to purge it? <laughs> uh, He's looking it up. So no. in, uh, uh, in 2019, uh, Kent State played Utah State in the Frisco Bowl. For those of us who are paying attention. Dan probably picked this game right somehow. Um, and Kent State ran, scored 51 on them. And uh, it ended up 51-41, but it was a blowout. That was Jordan Love's final college game, uh, which could have been a reason why to uh, why to pay attention to it. So, anyway, I'm gonna I'm I am uh, Mac the knife man. That. All of us got that game wrong. We all picked Utah State. So, did wow. we? I, I, you have historical records now. Yeah. <laughs> Burn so the I'm records. Taking, I'm taking Kent State. That was Kent State's first ever bowl win. Sean Lewis, the uh, young rising coach there, led Kent to history. It means a lot for Kent to play in a bowl game. Wyoming's gotten a little bit of a tailspin at the end of this season. They have not been able to score very much. So I'm going to take Kent, which had an offense that sputtered in the MAC championship game. I, I believe that's an anomaly. I'm go, go, Wyo, go. I'm taking I'm Wyoming you. in this. I'm taking this. Oh, you guys, tell you haven't picked. Yeah, yet? no, I'll go. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go with the Pokes. We'll we'll, we'll let uh we'll let Pete Lone Wolf on the Mac. There you go. You can Lone Wolf it. This game has previously been the Roadies Truck Stop Humanitarian Bowl. The Humanitarian is like the Human Fund, right? That, yes. Uh, George Costanza had. <laughs> I the covered U the. I think it was Micron PC Humanitarian Bowl yep. back in MPC. like 1999. Computers Bowl. Uh, there's also U-Drove was a sponsor. I don't know. They've had a few. Micron PC. Boise uh, is a great around. town, man. It's a great town. It's a great great city, town. Great place to go. It is. If you want to go to a bowl game, go. Get out there, Kent State fans. Unfortunately, what the one I covered, it was 22 degrees at kickoff. Still a great town. Frisco Bowl, uh, now known as the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. First of like uh, two in at Frisco in like three days. And I believe the FCS Championship, is that there too? I think it is. Yeah, it shouldn't be, but yeah. It is, right? Wait, where should it be, Sully? Chattanooga. Well, Why'd they ever move <laughs> that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I know yeah. there is a petition going right now. Both Sandy, uh, San Diego, they wish. South Dakota State and North Dakota State are both in the semis apart from each other. And if they both win, they want fans want to move the game to Minneapolis where they'll sell like 100,000 tickets. Right. right. Don't think that's going to happen. So no. get yourself to Frisco. But anyway, Tropical Smoothie Cafe, Frisco Bowl, take that, Smoothie King. Game will be in Frisco, Texas. 12-1 and UTSA versus 11-2 San Diego State. Excellent, excellent football game. Uh, and that'll be played 7-30, 12-21 on ESPN. Roadrunners, given two and a half. Pat? This is a good game. I mean, these are two teams that had a great season to combine 23-3. and uh, I'm going to go with UTSA here. You know, I think that they're just... Really, they want to finish off a great season well. Sincere McCormick has had a great year running the ball. 299 carries on the season. He has been a workhorse. 
204 yards their last game uh, against Western. So I, I, I think the, uh, the Roadrunners ride sincere into the sunset with a victory over the Aztecs in the bowl game in Frisco. I'm going to use Pat's logic on, on this game and say that the Mountain West is much better than Conference USA and San Diego State is really a much better version of UTSA. They are a rugged, line-of-scrimmage dominant team. They are elite at stopping the run, uh, one of the best teams in the country. And I'm going to go with all caps, Brady Hoke. UTSA has sputtered a little bit down the stretch, and uh, I feel like they, they can't go haymaker for haymaker with uh, San Diego State. Well, if they sputtered, what does San Diego State do? Losing by 33 to Utah State? I think that was an anomaly. I mean, you have to okay. you have to do some logic gap, right? Like, I would yeah. rather I would rather lose to Utah State than lose to North Texas. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Your logic is sound, Pete, but I'm not going with it. It's going to be a UTSA home game in Frisco. The Meat Meepers are going to head from San Antonio to Frisco to, to, to sell that place out and end their amazing season with an exclamation point. Agree with that. Big day for UTSA uh, for this one. They can drive there. They'll have the crowd. It'll be good. Uh, and everyone will go to Tropical Smoothie after. Some <laughs> yeah. delicious cafe. This so is delicious. Like, I- I think Pete's got like four lone wolves here, so he's either going to kill us or we're going to kill him, or maybe yeah. it just kind of evens out. I don't know. Pretty much can't even keep track at this point. The Armed Forces Bowl, which should not be uh, confused with the Military Bowl that we'll pick later. Armed Forces Bowl brought to you by war. I don't know what, what brings that. <laughs> brought to you by the Pentagon. Eight and four Army versus six and six Mizzou. It is at Fort Worth, Texas at 8 p.m. on ESPN on 1222. Army's given three and a half. Oh, I love it. Oh, I'm sorry. It's the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. My bad. They make, they make, uh, they make things armed forces need. Right. Yes, they do. That's right. Well, if there's one thing Missouri could not do this season, it's stop the run. And if there's one thing Army can do, it's run. So I just think like it would, completely be lifting your middle finger to logic if you pick Missouri in this game. So, plus, there's no motivated, like, Army Bowl motivated. Remember that game they played Houston a couple of years ago um, where they just completely destroyed them? So, I uh, I am going to, uh, I'm going to take Army. Uh, they'll be, they'll be chafed from the, from the, from the Navy loss this weekend. And I just think it is a distinct strength going right into the teeth of a distinct weakness. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, this is this shapes up very, very well for Army and poorly for a Missouri team that may not be terribly motivated. And Army always shows up. So Missouri's only chance is if uh, Tyler Beatty. Uh, I don't. I mean, don't know for sure if he's going to play, but he, they're expecting him to. But if he's not on a pitch count and car- has like thirty carries for two hundred and seventy yards, and 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 he just outrushes Army by himself. But I don't expect that. So go with the cadets 100 this would be very high on my confidence in a in a bull pickup give me army so they know army bean pot too that's right yep. that's, that's go just, army beat beat mizzou all right back to frisco frisco football classic i guess the other game in frisco wasn't a classic <laughs> no this is the one they made up <laughs> this is the frisco football classic north this texas college football is great this game didn't exist three weeks ago <laughs> right oh, all right like some guy in the back room of an Outback Steakhouse in Frisco, like invented this game on a napkin. Right. Because the one team got to right. They needed one more game to get all the bowl. But remember, the bowl industry is in a lot of trouble. Yeah. We just oh, made yeah, one right. in three weeks. Yeah. 
lot of trouble. But yeah, we have to protect the bowl industry now. Uh-huh. Very, very, very perilous. Uh, Frisco Football Classic, North Texas at uh, is playing with Miami, Ohio, 12-23, 3.30 on ESPN. Miami's given three. 30% of the bets, but 60% of the money's on uh, Miami for BetMGM. Big money coming down on Miami. Quickly? Yeah. Uh, Pat? Uh, North Texas, man, they are on fire. They finished the season winning five in a row to save Seth Luttrell's job, including beating UTSA, handing the Roadrunners their only loss. So go with the hot team, fade the Mac. Give me the mean green. Uh, I, I picked too many Mac teams. I may have exposed myself. So Miami of Ohio has been pretty underwhelming all season, and they uh, they they match up with a less underwhelming team. Yeah, yeah, I'll go with UNT too. Give me, give me, uh, give me the Mean Green. Home game. It's a home game. It for, is for uh, North yeah. Texas. So Denton to Frisco. Not, not a big commute. I think they'll do pretty well in there. All right, this one's got some, got a little heat behind it. UCF versus Florida in the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. The Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl, uh, which is going to be played in St. Petersburg, Florida, Tropicana Field. First time ever. The game is sold out, as you would imagine. UCF and Florida. I imagine a lot of those tickets are UCF. Tremendous history in game sponsorship. First, can anyone tell me what a Gasparilla is? Yes, the Gasparilla Festival, their little dress-up-like-pirates festival in Tampa. It's fun. It's like Mardi Gras on water. It is excellent. That's good. Uh, So while you're drunk on the water and you need a home mortgage, call (laughs) Union Home Mortgage. I bet Gronk would really like that, like a pirate party. (laughs) I could see him. Brady throwing the Super Bowl trophy. Drinking like avocado vodka or something. Uh, this Sounds is pr- prob- probably the greatest collection of bowl names ever. Uh, my sad, yeah. sadly lost the bad bow, bad boy mowers Gasparilla Bowl. Oh, rest Tragic. Bad boy only because you couldn't trick him into sending you a free mower. I Let's want a bad boy mower. I just have a little Toro that I push around. Not, but I can do. I can imagine the things I could do with a bad boy mower. Uh, there was, of course, the uh, Beefo Brady Bowl. And my favorite was this is a uh, actually they were telling us because the the way they the way they punctuated the O in Beef O Brady is like when you like you're missing a letter. So it could have been the Beef Tom Brady Bowl. <laughs> and then look at what happens. He moves to St. Peter's. There was the Magic Jack Bowl. Yeah. And then my favorite is the Bitcoin St. Petersburg Bowl back in 2014. And this is one of the great mysteries. I still am not have not been able. I haven't tried that hard. But the story at the time, and if you look at the old stories, part of the sponsorship or all of the sponsorship was going to be paid in Bitcoin. Uh huh. It was run by a BitPay, this company that was trying to promote Bitcoin. Now it only lasted one year, so we're not sure how much the sponsorship was. However, there's sort of a belief that they're about a three-year deal that they signed might be worth about half a million bucks. So let's say it's one third of that, $166,000 in Bitcoin in 2014. Oh boy, how much? Is now worth $25.9 million. <laughs> if they got the whole half million, they got $78.1 million. ESPN owns the bowl. Bitcoin was 320 bucks in 2014. And I bet these guys are like, yeah, we'll take these guys. No, 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 we don't want the Bitcoin. We want, we want cash. <laughs> what? <laughs> This BitPay, hey boss, BitPay is on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beef O'Brady's bailed. We need somebody. 
How about that? That could have been the richest bowl sponsorship of all time if they had just taken the Bitcoin. These guys get excited about getting a PlayStation or new Beats <laughs> or whatever, and they probably would have been like, man, they just gave us a Bitcoin worth 350 bucks. I think Bitcoin's about 50000 right now. 50000 right now, 49800 It's $320 Bitcoin in 2014. Oh, man. Uh, missed out. Anyway, this is a good game. Florida UCF. Gators, obviously, 6-6. Six and six. They got Greg Knox as the interim coach. UCF has got Gus, Gus Bus rolling down to St. Pete. Motivation factors will be interesting. Pete, what do you think? I'm going to take UCF. Did I get the spread? Spread, Florida's given seven. Yeah, that's that's a lot of points. And in, in, I could easily see a path to UCF winning this game outright. They've uh, they've really come around since getting housed by Cincinnati. They've won five of six. Only loss is to SMU during uh, during that time. They did just eke by South Florida 17-13. It makes me a little queasy taking them because Florida's going to have uh, Florida's going to have a little bit more talent than South Florida, but uh, Gus Malzahn's an old hand, and uh, I think he figures out a way to uh, get the guys up and motivated, and uh, that should be a heck of a fun game. Yeah, I think UCF guys will be real motivated because probably most of them weren't recruited by Florida. Uh, if you're guys that were that are in state there, so I think heavy motivation factor in favor of UCF. The most motivated person on the Florida side is going to be Scott Strickland because it's like, oh, my gosh, we got to play UCF in a bowl game. We need to win this game or else we're never going to hear the end of it. I don't know whether that translates to an interim coach and to some players that are finishing out the string on a bad season. So I think all the motivation is with the Knights. And, uh, yeah, they're going to they're going to cover the seven. They're getting seven. They're going to cover that. They may well win outright. Win one for the AD. Yeah, I'm not sure that's, that works that well. I mean, Strickland can get there and give him the pregame speech and say that, by God, you got to win this for me. And I think he'd probably get a lot of blank stares. Gus Bus going to be doing donuts after this one. Go Golden Knights. It's a tough one to pick motivation. Got the new coach. You got to perform for him. You got just basic pride. You got more talent at Florida. But then you got, uh, I'm going to take UCF. I'll take the points and take UCF. Give me seven. I'm going to take UCF. Uh, all right, Easy Post Hawaii Bowl. The Easy Post Hawaii Bowl, this was put together too, kind of, this is one of the ones they had to add. Uh, Easy Post, uh, I could not, it's like integrated solutions. Integrated solutions, great. And like cloud management uh, and shipping and all uh, sorts of different, okay, all sorts of different stuff. The more interesting thing to me is this game is being played uh, essentially, they're not in that stadium in Honolulu. It's basically being played on the practice field of the University of Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. The main so they got a nine thousand seat little stadium they can get. Like I think people, it's like it's like going to youth sports. You can use the you get your folding chairs out there. Those little <laughs> uh, stadium has good. So it's basically the uh, track and field, uh, beach volleyball, and uh, football. Practice field is where this game's being played, a little stadium. So that's kind of cool. Still Hawaii. Memphis is given seven. I watched that Hawaii defense against UCLA all the way back in week zero. They're terrible. And Memphis will be able to put up a million points on them. I'm sorry, Rainbows. I love you dearly, but uh, go Tigers. I always hesitate to pick teams going to Hawaii to cover a spread because just that's where like just random results are born. But I would think that Memphis gets there in time. It, it can, uh, you know, can adjust. Uh, Seth Hennigan, Memphis's freshman quarterback, has been one of the revelations of the season for uh, young players. So 
So I'm going to take Memphis, even though uh, even though my instincts do say that. The one thing to monitor here is that it'll be interesting to see Hawaii's motivation. There was an article that came out that was highly critical uh, by Hawaii players of Coach Todd Graham and his treatment of them. It's hard to imagine the old rainbows are going to come out super motivated considering the the accusations that have been made publicly. So that is one thing to watch when you're playing the, uh, the, the magic motivation uh, determination game here. So I'm taking Memphis. Go yeah, Tigers. there's, I mean, to me, Hawaii is, the, this is the ultimate, like, do the, yes, does Memphis just go there and mail it in because you're going to Hawaii? I would be tempted to, but. How about playing a game on your practice field? Yeah. <laughs> That's not exactly much of a bold trip. <laughs> no. For a coach that I, you, it appears you hate. Yeah, the well, bold experience. Remember they always talk about that? The sanctity oh, yeah. of the, the bold, bold experience. experience. Dude, yeah. we're playing on our practice field. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, and yes, Todd Graham has a way of wearing out everyone around him. So I, I'm, I'm going to say Memphis probably has the better team. And if they are reasonably motivated, should win and cover this game. All right, three more to go. The Tax Act Camellia Bowl. Tax Act is back. And this is, they got like three games. There's like yeah, three they're, tax they're games. Yeah. They're trying to get your, the three times as desperate as, as tax slayer. <laughs> they probably did get a volume deal with, uh, <laughs> two, buy two, with the ESPN. One, yeah. Get one free. <laughs> buy two, get one free. Didn't get the Frisco Bowl, the Frisco football classic though. Could have thrown that in there. Game is in Montgomery, Alabama. What was the Camilla? It was like a, it was like a, it's a flower, be, isn't it? It's a flower, right? Old payout is three hundred grand for this whole thing. Yeah, save. I'm not even. That doesn't even hit the highest tax bracket. <laughs> tax, tax, tax. Like, oh, all right. Uh, who the hell's in this thing? Georgia State and Ball State. Oh, yeah. All right, Georgia State versus Ball State. Two thirty on ESPN. Sully forgot to put the date in. Uh, I'll tell you the date. Christmas Day. These poor people have to leave and go to Montgomery, Alabama to play a football game on Christmas Day. It's a Christmas Day game. All right. I'll probably watch then. Nothing else on. A lot of NBA. All right. uh, Georgia State's given four. Quickly, I'm sure. Yeah, but you're the mom of a player, and you're like, I can't come to home for Christmas, Mom. I have to go play in the Camellia Bowl in Montgomery, Alabama. It's the Tax Act, Camellia Yeah, the Tax Act. Uh, Georgia State is closer, uh, easier for their dejected <laughs> team to travel over. So, and they finished the game, finished the season winning three in a row, including upsetting Coastal Carolina. So, give me Georgia State, fade the Mac. That's right, fade the Mac. I'm gonna I'm gonna be Maxion's proponent here. Ball State had a bit of a disappointing season, but they've got a lot of seniors, and uh, I think they're gonna have a little bit of pride rolling out in this one. So, I'm going to take Drew Pitt and the boys. I agree. I'm going with. Uh, Ball State, not a bad team. They got season kind of came. They had a tough start, and then it came unglued after losing the bronze stock in Northern <laughs> Illinois. But they they rallied against Buffalo at the end. I'm taking Ball State. Uh, all right, Quick Lane Bowl in Detroit. Who doesn't want to go to Detroit day after Christmas? I'm me. I'm out of here. <laughs> December 27th. I try to go. I try to leave yeah. here every year. The Quick Lane Bowl, not a bowling alley. It's like oil changing. Change your oil quick. I always thought a bowling alley would be better. 1227, 11 a.m. on ESPN. Western Michigan versus Nevada. Broncos, WMU giving three. I did cover that game once when it was the day after Christmas. I was really happy to be there, let me tell you. 
I got up at like got on a oh hell no I got up at 6 a.m. and got on a 6 a.m. flight December 26th and just rolled in and I think I went straight from the airport to the stadium to watch uh, Louisville lose to Marshall with Chad Pennington at quarterback. I'm going to take Western Michigan. They're at home. Less of a holiday disruption. They'll be more fired up. Nevada coaching change, turmoil there. So give me uh, the Broncos win and cover. I also covered that game when it was uh, when it was the day after Christmas. I believe I covered Dan Orlovsky leading mm. UConn to a win back when I was at the New York Times, and UConn was kind of like the local uh, the the local team. That was a long time ago. I think I'm going to take Nevada. They're just they are just more talented than, than it comes down to. It's a really good uh, really good quarterback matchup here. Uh, if you were going to bet this game, make sure Carson Strong does play. I would assume he plays, but I don't know if he's playing um, with 100 percent certainty because Jay Norvell left for Colorado State. So if he is playing and they have Romeo Dubs, uh, they have Cole Turner, the tight end, they, have a, uh, they do have an advantage over, uh, over Western Michigan. The, this, this is a, a sneaky good matchup in terms of future NFL quarterbacks because I think Caleb LB eventually uh, evolves into one. I think he's the next good one from the MAC. But I will take the Reno boys. Yeah, I, I don't know about strong. There, as of today, there, there's still uncertainty uh, surrounding his bowl status. So uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the with Western Michigan on that. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Western Michigan too. Let Pete have another lone wolf. I, I just think there'll be a lot of the kids at Western playing for Western. They'll be happy to be there, even if it's 11 a.m. Can't even get afternoon. <laughs> Tough. <laughs> 11 a.m. Like kickoff a on a on a Monday, right? That's a Monday. Going to their office in downtown Detroit. Like, what the <laughs> hell is going on over there? Why Why is there traffic at Ford Field? <laughs> what is this? What are these people doing? Is there a game? A what? At 11 a.m. on a Monday morning. That said, the four of us will probably watch every snap. Sully might miss some because he gets Entirely up. They get that coveted television window. All right, last one we got. If you made it all the way, God bless you. God yeah. bless you. The Military Bowl presented by Paraton. Now, it's like another defense contracting. Don't mess with them. I want to see the Military Bowl and the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl go go at it. Like when the bowl. Like on Twitter? I don't know. Like if they have like a bowl director meeting, you don't mess with those dudes. They'll kill you. They'll bomb you. They'll do whatever. Boston College versus East Carolina. Uh, 12-27, 2.30 on ESPN. Oh, there's the. The degenerate Monday double dip. You can watch the quick lane and then the military bowl. The, the divorced. If you're not divorced yet, you will be. <laughs> BC's given three and a half. Uh, who? Anybody? <laughs> uh, give me East Carolina. Higher level of motivation. Really, have had a very good season. Uh, Mike Houston got that thing turned around. Their losses are all respectable losses. I mean, they lost to Cincinnati before they lost very close to Houston, UCF, South Carolina, App State. Uh, so uh, Holton Allers, the quarterback, has had a good season. Um, tends to throw the ball to the wrong team on occasion, but if he avoids that, I, I like the Pirates here to pull the upset. This game is going to be a bit of a slog, I have a feeling. Uh, having watched these teams a decent amount this season, I would uh... – I would take. I'm going to take BC. I feel like Phil Dracovic came back. They had a little bump from him uh, returning. He had like a broken hand uh, that he suffered against UMass early in the season. Dan, uh, they did get trounced. They they won the two games he returned. Virginia Tech and Georgia Tech. They got beat pretty badly in the next two games. 
I feel like his <laughs> legs can uh, can can be the difference in this game, and uh, BC should have the advantage up front with a with a solid offensive line. So I will uh, I will take the Eagles to cover. I'm with you, Pat. Uh, yeah, 41 to 10 against Wake, and a, a 26 to 23 loss to Florida State. Mm-mm, not good. Go Pirates. BC lost. Uh, I mean, they're they're two and six since the end of September. Honestly, I just don't care. Uh, I'm gonna. T- <laughs> Uh, That's my pick. (laughs) All right, here it is. Game is in Annapolis. East Carolina was there a couple weeks ago. Late November, they beat Navy 38-35. Navy's terrible, but they beat them. I don't know what that means. (laughs) (laughs) They could have familiarity with the hotel. I'll take East Carolina. They're getting some points. I don't know. That's they it. know I'm, every I'm worn out. blade of fake grass at Navy Marine Corps Stadium. They know it. They know it. I am, uh, I don't know. I'm worn out. I don't know. I can't believe we made it through. If you're still listening, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Get help. But thank you. Thank you yes. for your courage. You're our people. You are our people. You're our people. You're our people. Uh, Imagine being the East Carolina fan that slogs through the whole thing to hear the picks and Dan just goes, ah, I don't care. I mean, let's say this. I would tell you to subscribe, but I I assume you already have. (laughs) Right. If you just listen to the end of an hour and 20 minute uh, bowl talk. Yeah. Uh, We'll be back later in the week for uh, whatever else is coming next. We got more. Don't worry. We'll be there for you. Talk to you later.